Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura and I am a graduate student studying climate science. If you are new to Eco Chic, welcome. I'm really excited to have you here. If you are returning, thank you so much for coming back. Really good to see you again. This podcast is an awesome space to share a lot of things that I, as a climate scientist, take for granted, like general climate change education or personal sustainability efforts. So things that are not necessarily common knowledge, but totally should be. Every week we're talking about climate change from a whole bunch of different angles, but also just giving personal tips on how to be a more responsible citizen of the planet. So today we are talking about coffee creamer. And before we get into the interview with Lori and Elise of Unicreamer, which is a really awesome plant-based coffee creamer, I would first like to set the scene of why we should all care a little bit more about coffee creamer from an environmental perspective. So the dairy industry, as I have touched on briefly in other episodes of EcoChic, is wildly inefficient when it comes to water, carbon, and just other natural resources. So very similar to other forms of animal agriculture, like the beef industry, dairy is the same sort of thing. It all comes from cows and it's all really environmentally intensive. On average, it takes 30 gallons of water to produce one single glass of milk, like a regular 250 milliliter kitchen glass of milk, which is insane. That's so much water just based on the entire production cycle of milk. Like Think about how much water a cow needs and think about like the processes that it takes to actually make the milk. So milk's really, really water intensive. Okay, so let's consider the alternatives. Almond milk. Almond milk takes 23 gallons of water. So that's actually still a ton of water. It's a little bit better 23 versus the 30 of a regular glass of milk, but that's still wildly water intensive. And we know that almonds, as per last week's episode of Eco Chic of Water Footprints, Almonds themselves are super water intensive to grow. It takes something like four gallons of water to produce one single gram of protein from an almond. So that's really sad to think about from an environmental perspective. Your alternative also could be soy milk. Soy milk only requires about nine gallons of water. Soy is a little bit controversial in the health space right now, and I'm not going to get into that. But from a water perspective, soy milk is kind of the best move. The other problem with all of these creamer options for your coffee is that the packaging they come in is wildly inefficient. So a gallon of milk in a plastic jug is unfortunately probably the easiest thing to recycle. It kind of breaks my heart. But we know that plastic can only be recycled one or two times before it's totally unusable, totally landfill bound. So you think it's okay, you'll just buy a carton. So this is a great move if your carton is 100% cardboard because then you can just put it in your regular recycling. But if your carton has that shiny waxy material on the outside, as most cartons do because they have labels, it's not efficiently recycled because that's all plastic-based labeling. So that's totally subjective of where you live. I will acknowledge that and what you can get recycled in your area. But where I live in Northern Arizona, it's not even an option to put these plastic lined cartons in the recycling. The worst, worst packaging that we can even talk about when it comes to any sort of milk or milk substitute is a Tetra Pak. And those are like the boxes that milk and other milk type products are stored in when they're stored on shelves, they're not refrigerated. So Tetra packs can only be truly properly recycled if the individual layers of paper, polyethylene, and aluminum would be totally separated apart. There's multiple materials that go into these boxes and they can't be recycled at the same facilities or via the same processes. So to all of these problems, the zero waste community would obviously just advocate for making your own everything. Honestly though, 
I am a grad student. I am a girl on the go. I do not have the foresight to make my own milk substitutes regularly. I've got to be honest here and say that while I totally respect people who DIY cashew milk or oat milk, and I would love to try making my own one day soon, I just can't really commit to that right now very regularly. So I am really excited today to be bringing you what I'm considering the answer to all my problems. Unicreamer is a vegan non-GMO coffee creamer made of pea protein. It's environmentally really, really efficient and has a comparably low footprint. It's also lactose-free, soy-free, gluten-free. It's really ideal for everybody. Unicreamer comes in actually recyclable packaging and their individual serving packets, which are great. You're not forced into a creamer at a coffee shop that is not eco-conscious, is not really your ideal health move, whatever it might be. Plus, Unicreamer is freaking delicious. It comes in a couple different flavors, mocha, hazelnut, and then an original. It also keeps you full and focused because there's a little bit of coconut oil in each serving. So it's almost like an eco-chic alternative to bulletproof coffee. Thank you to my new friend, Charlie, who introduced me to this product a couple weeks ago in Chicago. He sent me a couple packets of the mocha and the hazelnut, and I was just really pumped to try it out. And I'm really glad that I love it. I am really, really excited to be introducing y'all to Elise and Lori, the founders of Unicreamer. We get into some of the pros of going with a plant protein in coffee and how everybody could benefit from a little bit more of a plant-based diet, even if you're not strictly a vegan. Hello, Elise and Lori. I am so happy to have you here. Welcome to Eco Chic. Hi, thank Hi. you so much for having us on. Um, for those listeners who might not be familiar with your product yet, would you mind introducing yourselves and just giving us a little bit of a rundown on Unicreamer? Sure. Um, well, I'm Lori, and then um, Elise will be talking in a second. So Unicreamer is a plant-based coffee creamer. We're one of the first portable coffee creamers that contains a completely clean label. Um, so our product that's going to be coming out um, at the in the beginning of October is actually going to be our new and improved product, and we'd love to give you guys, your listeners, a discount code for that. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, of course, and that will contain, it's a very clean label. Um, our original actually only has three fla- uh, three ingredients, um, which is MCT oil, plant protein, and sunflower lecithin. Um, so we kept it real minimal, and it's delicious and dissolves amazingly into your coffee. Um, and then we're also mission-based. Um, so we want to um, also not only just help people take plant-based products with them while they travel, but we also want to um, make a huge impact in animal welfare on a global scale. So that's a little bit about Unicreamer. Oh, that's awesome. I love that you... So before I started recording, um, we spoke really briefly about how neither of us, or I guess any of us, because there's three of us, we are not vegan, um, but we are really interested in the idea of vegan products. So I was wondering if you could kind of just like briefly touch on the idea of adding more plant-based products into um, a diet and just like what people are looking for in general. Yeah, so plant-based products are becoming super mainstream. Um, Besides, I'll give you the statistics in a second, but our parents who are baby boomers, and my mom is in her mid-60s, she hasn't changed a thing for 30 years. However, I open up the freezer, and there's literally plant-based chicken nuggets in the freezer. My dad is making plant-based meat products because they know that red meat, um, having a lot or consuming a lot of it. Um, So to give people a little bit of an idea... 
there are people who have not changed their ways for 30 years who have plant-based nuggets in their freezer. Um, but in general, I, the statistics are there's 22 million Americans who consider themselves vegetarian, but it's really um, 113 million of the other people, of the other consumers, buying the plant-based products. Um, so that was so interesting to us when we built this product. Oh, that's awesome. That's really interesting because... I feel like I was telling you guys beforehand, sometimes there is um, a little bit of a nervousness that's associated with buying a plant-based product. And I was just so surprised that Unicreamer was just like really delicious and dissolves so easily into coffee. Um, And I was kind of hoping that you could talk a little bit about the ingredients, specifically the the plant-based protein that goes into them, just because it's not something that I think about very often in terms of an easy substitute for a meat product. Yeah, definitely. So we made sure that when we built our product, we wanted to um, create a really high-end product that's sourced with the best ingredients that you could find. Um, but we knew we have never been in the health and wellness industry before, so we knew that we had a lot of work to do and a lot of connection. Um, so I attended the... Um, this huge conference in Anaheim, and it was the Expo West Food Conference, I believe, and I met up with one of the top formulators in the industry. He's won over 25 industry awards for creating really, really clean protein products. Um, So we were able to partner with one of the best manufacturers out there to come out with this amazing product. So um, our plant protein is sourced in the U.S., um, all of our ingredients are. And um, yeah, that's a little bit about our pea protein. And Elise, Elise is like an expert in like the health benefits of pea protein. So I'll let her take this one. Well, I kind of just actually wanted to, <laughs> sorry, Lori gets a little off track. But <laughs> like answer more your question on why, you know, why plant-based was so important to us. Um, One, we really do care so much about animal welfare, so we knew we wanted to make a product that was, you know, animal cruelty-free, which is why we chose plant protein. Um, But besides that, plant protein is actually the most hypoallergenic of all of the protein powders out there. Um, You know, a lot of people are allergic to whey um, and dairy, so the fact that Um, The plant protein is dairy-free and soy-free. You don't get the bloating that you typically get with a whey protein or any animal-based protein. Um, And just in general, you know, it helps you stay fuller longer. Um, And, yeah, that's that's really why we ended up going the plant protein route. Yeah, there's just a ton of benefits. Um, I really, that's, I am really interested in the idea of plant protein and pea protein specifically. Um. I was telling you guys earlier that almond milk is super water intensive and also comes in these packets that you can't really recycle. So it's kind of a pain in the ass to buy almond milk because I feel guilty. Like I'm glad that I'm not buying a dairy product, but then there's also this like environmental guilt that's attached to almond milk for me, um, which I know is like super unnecessary, but I was so happy to find it like an easy replacement when it comes to my coffee. Um, so pea protein is definitely something that I wasn't super aware of, and I'm glad you guys are just, like, bringing to the forefront. Um. Thanks. We also like to say that our product is basically, like, almond milk on steroids, um, because, like you said, it's pretty much watered down. Um, there's not much, like, of actual, like, almond or any protein Mm -hmm. in 
flavor. Um, so not only does our product, our original flavor, taste like almond milk, but then you also do have those added benefits of the protein in there as well. So. Oh, awesome. Um, I wanted to backtrack just a little bit because I am so interested to hear a little bit more about what you guys do with animal welfare because that's something that's so central to your company. Um, Just like where that passion comes from and how you kind of give back in that sense because I know you have a really awesome give back model. Yeah, so Elise and I have always been those girls that will run up on the street and like pet your dog for an hour. (laughs) us to get lost like we've always loved animals um I especially I got my dog after a horrible breakup and I just feel like the healing power of animals is amazing um and we have a duty to protect them and it was really a trip to Thailand I think a few like it was four years ago now right yeah crazy um it was really a trip to Thailand that we um, got to see how dogs live in some third world countries, like on the streets. And while most of them, you know, were okay on the beach, we saw some of, we saw like a lot of suffering that just like hit us to the core. And I think that's when we, it really hit us that we want to start a company that gives us a platform to create a change. Um, we, We hated what we saw. So we want to, you know, we want to make it a mission to make sure that, you know, in a lot of these countries as well, that they're getting the support that they need. Yeah, so to add on to that, we've been partnering up with a few different local animal shelters around here. Um, so far, what we've been doing is just sponsoring some events and also doing contests that give part of the proceeds back to them. Um, but in the future, and we actually do have something in the works with an amazing shelter. Yeah. Um, who has this amazing program we'll tell you more about. But um, partnering with programs like that in the future and then giving a portion of our proceeds every quarter to them is what we aim to do. Yeah. So we're not profitable yet, um, but we just had a conversation with one of our favorite rescue groups. And they're the type of rescue group that not only um, has their own rescue and then also has programs that heal humans with animals, but they also travel the world and help rescue organizations that can't afford to even feed the dogs of the rescue. Um, so oh. it's called Marley's Mutts, and they have a program called the Prisoner's Program where they take dogs that are essentially on death row. They're about to be euthanized um, because they don't have a home, and they pair them up with prisoners that don't have hope, and it gives both the prisoners and the dogs hope, and it's one of the most beautiful programs. So we're in the works with partnering up with them. And even if it doesn't go through, I would always give them a shout out because they're so amazing. Oh, my God. That is so sweet. I've never heard of anything along those lines. And that just warms my heart so much. This is amazing. You should check out their Instagram. I feel like I'm plugging. (laughs) And just watch the videos. It's seriously so inspiring. Yeah. Oh, wow. Marley's Mutts. Yeah. Okay, I will and definitely have that linked in the show notes. It's actually called the Positive Change Program, P-A-W. Yeah, the program we'll be working with is called Positive Change, so P-A-W. Okay, awesome. I will definitely have all of that linked down below if anyone's listening and wants to check it out. Um, of course. So that was kind of just like all of the basic rundown questions that I had for y'all. Do you have any final thoughts on dairy that you would like to get into, Unicreamer, animal welfare, anything that you want to talk about? I know we ran through kind of a lot kind of quickly. Yeah. Well, I know that I love what you're doing, and I 
I think it's very rare to find um, somebody who's young and really um, wants to be outspoken about the environment and sustainability. And I love how you're including us because um, we we mostly are like we love animal based, but at the same time, this building this company has given us a reason to actually learn more about why people are going vegan. And we find that there's two reasons. We find that it's either for health reasons or for moral reasons. And when it comes to moral reasons, um, we learned a little bit about like how um, cutting down on meat and how the world cutting down on meat is helping the environment. Um, And we were like taken aback to know that like it takes almost, I think thir- I think it was 13 pounds of grain to produce just one pound of animal flesh, and that food could be used to feed um, a, a lot of more poor people in countries that actually need this food. Um, so that's one reason why we're so thrilled that we have a vegan, pro- a vegan product. Um, and then we also know that it's horrible for the environment as well, a lot of factory farming. And I know that I personally... Um, I'm, I'm kind of an idiot for doing this, but I follow a lot of um, a lot of influencers who go out there and try to make a difference in factory farming. And I've seen what it does to not just the animals, but the environment and the people who live around those farms. Um, and it's one of the largest singular sources of global greenhouse gas emissions out there. So, you know, we've we've just been learning as we're going, and so we appreciate everything you're doing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. I'm so glad that someone is bringing this to the forefront. And we also haven't even talked about like how cute your packaging is because vegans look out for vegan products. When you're not a vegan and you pick something up that's really attractive, you're not like, oh, this is a vegan product. Should I be nervous about it or whatever? Um, Or should I be not, you know what I mean? Like you just kind of, there's sometimes like a stigma that like vegan products are for some reason like these ugly cardboard boxes that you have to chew. Um, I'm so glad you just said that because when we were thinking about our packaging, like, you just read our mind. We, you know, we'd go in Whole Foods, and everything was, you know, just kind of, like, brown or, you know, these kind of neutral, basic colors. So we wanted something that really popped um, and that, like, the masses actually wanted and not just the vegans because, um, you know, like we said earlier, none of us are actually vegans, but even making the smallest of changes if everybody just made a little bit of a change to eat a little more plant-based, it would make a huge difference in the world. So I'm glad you said that. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so, so much for taking the time out of your day to chat and like come on. I'm so interested to like see where this goes. I'm so excited about Unicreamer and I really hope that everyone can get their hands on a package because I'm just so all about it. Where can everyone find you guys online? So you can find us at www.unicreamer.com or also on Instagram and Facebook at Unicreamer, which is U-N-I-C-R-E-A-M-E-R. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so, so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed that informative episode on plant-based coffee creamer. Unicreamer is currently in pre-sale for their October launch. Elise and Lori mentioned a discount code on the episode for listeners, but if you go to unicreamer.com, you can actually place your pre-sale order for 40% off right now. I've placed mine. I'm really excited to try this and just keep it in my regular rotation because it's awesome for camping, for class, whatever it might be. Again, y'all, I'm like all about this product.
Today's listener question comes from my friend Katie, who asked about refilling spice jars. I am very fortunate to live near a grocery store that has a bulk spice section. If you look on Zero Waste Homes website, she has a really awesome locator for all sorts of bulk stores, not just spices, so you can figure out what's nearby you. Basically, I buy a glass spice jar um, full from the grocery store, just like a normal average spice that you would buy at a grocery store, but you could also just get empty spice jars secondhand, or you can get them online or whatever. You go to the register or you go to customer service and then ask the attendant to tear your jar and they'll tell you the weight. Then you just refill it as you would any other jar or bulk item. You fill it up with your bulk spice and you write down the item number and then you take it back to the register when you're checking out. They'll ask you for your jar's weight and subtract it from the total. So this is obviously a really good way to reduce your waste, but I would also like to acknowledge that this is way, way cheaper as opposed to continuing to buy new spice jars full. I bought a new jar of Sprouts brand ground cinnamon organic whatever for $4.99 and then it was empty and I refilled the jar with the same Sprouts organic etc from their bulk section and it was only 94 cents. That's insane! I will have all the links down below for where you can place your order for Unicreamer pre-sales to come out in October, and then also links for where you can follow them on social media. It's a really cute, vibey brand, so I'm excited for y'all to check them out. I will also have all of my links down below if you want to get in touch and chat about anything science or sustainability or anything along those lines. I'm always really, really happy to. You can find me on Instagram at Laura E. Diaz, and that's the easiest way to get in contact with me for sure. Um, but otherwise, you can send me an email, laura at lauraedias.com, which is a place where I write about science and sustainability and a little bit of outdoorsy travel stuff, a little bit more in depth. I am really excited to have y'all here. Please go ahead and continue sharing this with your friends. Rate, subscribe, do whatever the following method is on your preferred listening platform. And I'm really excited to see y'all next week. Bye.